Welcome to the Perfectly Imperfect podcast with me, Sari Taylor, trained psychotherapist, coach and teacher of how to live our very best lives. I'll be covering a wide range of topics with some special guests, but always pointing back to our mental health and innate well-being. Okay, so I want to introduce to you Dr. Bill Pettit, who is a psychiatrist based in the in the desert, you say, Bill, um, in Phoenix, Arizona. And I feel really lucky that we've got Bill here today. A lot of people that have followed me for a while will know that I talk about Bill a fair bit. Um, so I thought for those that don't know how I came across Bill, it might be useful just to start off and say... Um, how I found Bill, <laughs> how I managed to find him. So as a lot of you will know, I suffered with really severe anxiety for a number of years, ending up being hospitalized. And then my journey began of finding every single thing I could ever access to try and fix myself, you know, hundreds of books, um, courses, even to the extent of training in hypnotherapy, psychotherapy, CBT, DBT, I've got a bit of training in, like I've got and all the t-shirts and yet I was still finding myself in situations every year or two years at least where I was completely debilitated or felt like I was with anxiety and I remember very clearly sitting doing and um, taking washing out the washing machine and popping it into the dryer with uh, trying to hold back the tears thinking here I am again I've done all of this training how on earth am I still ending up where I don't even want to leave the house and it was a podcast actually by Nicola Bird, who um, I came across first of all. And I thought, this is interesting. She was talking about something called the three principles. And I don't know what it was, but in all the years I've done every type of training ever, it was just something about that that just seemed, I, I felt hope for the first time properly ever. And I can't really explain it, but there was just something. So I did my usual thing and I went, I went Googling and exploring and... Um, to cut a long story short, and a lot of podcasts later, I came across yourself, Bill, and I remember that very vividly. I was on an exercise bike in the house because obviously I had to exercise to get rid of this anxiety because, and even if I couldn't leave the house, I'd sit on the bike in the house because that was also going to help cure me. And so I was listening to a podcast at the same time, and I can't remember exactly what you were talking about, but I just started to cry. I started to cry feel and just feel a sense of relief where I just realized that this was not who I am this was not me forever and that I had somehow been creating this myself and, and that was the turning point for me um, and in the nicest possible way I've stalked you ever since Phil and <laughs> um, so you know one of the key things that I really wanted to to do this for is because I work with a lot of children, a lot of parents, a lot of families. And to me, the exploration of the three principles is really the key. It's the only, it's the only way I've been able to find true peace of mind. And I don't have it all the time, but I know I can always access it and it's always just around the corner. And so that's why I'm now passionate about sharing that with other people. And I thought what better way to continue that exploration, but with some words of wisdom from you, Bill, um who sort of was the pinnacle crux in the change for me i think oh wonderful um i'm i'm i feel grateful and and um, and honored to be here so 
you know, what Sari has pointed out to me is that a lot of um, uh, parents are, are, you know, are struggling a bit, um, even before this pandemic hit, and maybe especially now when uh, I suppose in the U.S., I mean, in the U.K., it's like here where that they're, they're, they're uh, you know, the children are home. Is that right? Or the schools? Just so today's the last day, yeah. yeah homeschooling. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I, saw, I saw something on um, on one of the, I'm sure you folks know many of them, but I saw a thing on YouTube, I mean, on the, the Internet that my wife shared with me because I don't see these things. But it said, uh, well, homeschooling is, is going a little bit rough. Uh, Two children have already been suspended for fighting, and uh, one teacher has been suspended for drinking on the job. <laughs> so it brings up a point of, um, is mental well-being and parenting, can they coexist at, this, at the same time and in the same space? That's a, that's a really good question, right? And I'm gonna make the case in the 15 or, for the 15 or 20 minutes here, that that they can coexist um, and that in fact mental well-being is um, can't be lost it can't be scratched it can't be um, broken it can't be damaged uh, it can be covered over with a lot of thinking and um, and so I'm going to point to uh, I, I am going to have you write down a, a, a couple of um, references uh, i'm gonna i know that uh, sari has already mentioned to many of you that that the uh, sid banks of uh, the sid banks um website uh www.sidbanks.com and i i just the the, uh, the long beach lectures i think are very powerful and i've had very many people who listen to those especially if they listen to them twice because they had second eyes and ears the second time through, uh, it's changed their life and it's changed their parenting and it's changed their relationship with their children, with their parents, with their husband, with their wife, uh, with whatever. The other thing is that uh, the guide inside, and I think uh, Sari and I have talked about this, it's by Krista Campsell, who is an educator, a special education educator, a principal uh, of a, a school, and she uh, was uh, with Sid Banks from 1975 until uh, mentored by him until he died in 2009. And so she's really had a 45 year exposure to the principles. And she's put a series of um, called the guide inside and there's a teacher's manual and a student manual for three different age groups. And um, I, they're just priceless and I just, I just want you to know about that. The third thing is, and I, the reason I'm doing this is because I, I'd like you to know that I'm not going to, I'm going to share whatever wisdom I've been able to see in this moment, but the wisdom is inside of all of us. I know, Sari, you talk about that, but I think also sometimes there's references that awaken that wisdom that we have. And the third thing that I've shared with Sari this morning is called Common Sense Parenting. And it's by my good friend, Dr. George Pransky. It's on his website, Pransky and Associates. It can be downloaded. And, um, and it's, it's priceless. It was done almost 30 years ago. Uh, I have a, a close relative with four little children under seven. And he said that, that listening to those videos has changed everything in their house. 
just it's that he's so grateful. So, uh, and the other thing I'll, I'll self-promote is um, that this area will have the link, I'm sure, to a course that I'm doing called the Mind, Brain, Body, Behavior Connection. Why understanding three principles, um, the three universal principles changes everything because uh, what people try to do a lot of times, they try to change their behavior. And that's like having a train by trying to change their behavior. And that's like having a train. I was in Copenhagen and went to, to Tivoli, is it? I think the place. And, and, it's, and it has a little train. It's, a, it's an amusement park. It has a train that's not on tracks. It just can go anywhere in the, in the amusement park. Well, you can't change. The behavior is the caboose, the last car in the train. You cannot change the direction of the train by changing the direction of the caboose. And when people try to change their behavior by trying to change their behavior, but still living in the same state of stress and the same state of mind and taking on stress from external circumstances, to a high degree and getting caught up in upsetting thinking, um, you can't, you're gonna have a tough time changing your behavior. It's gonna be a real battle. Um, yeah. The movie um, Frozen, uh, most people have, this with children maybe have watched, and there's a wonderful uh, song in Frozen 1, and it's sung by the trolls. And the trolls, the little green, there's about 40 of them, the little green things that raised this, the one guy. And it's called, uh, he's a fixer-upper. And I don't, do you know that song, Sari? The only one I know is Let It Go, Bill. Okay. <laughs> well, did, try, did you check out, you can pull up the lyrics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a fixer-upper. And, and then at some point they say, well, we're all fixer-uppers. We're all fixer-uppers. But we had this beautiful house inside that we just have covered over right so then they say this this incredible thing and if every parent or every person in the world could hear this it could change the world and you say a, a line from the trolls in frozen change the world yes and the line is they say nobody makes good decisions when they are angry scared or stressed mm -hmm. and that includes parents and that includes children and they say something afterwards I forget exactly how they say it and I could spend a lot of time telling you stories that of, of incredible things that people have told me have changed when they've done the following and the best thing you can do is throw a little love at them anybody that's in that state where they're angry scared or stressed the best chance you have of getting them back home to a state of mental well-being is to throw a little love at them. But here's the deal. You can't throw a little love at people if you yourself are angry, scared, or stressed. So, so I'm going to give you those three references. Now, who am I? Well, I'm, I'll be 78 here May 31st. I feel younger inside inside than I did when I was 40, stressing myself out. Sari told her story about anxiety. Mine was depression. From age 20 to 41 until I met Mr. Sid Banks, I went in and out of clinical depression many times. I was never hospitalized, but close to it. 
I certainly had thoughts of ending my life at times when life felt hopeless. Uh, I saw six different psychiatrists and they were nice people. Uh, they, they helped me through some difficult times so I didn't have to drop out of college, didn't have to drop out of medical school, didn't have to drop out of my residency. But nobody taught me how to live in a place of mental well-being and peace the vast majority of the time. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking about perfection. Sid said, you, if you aim for perfection, you're going to uh, fail miserably. But if you, if you learn how the system works and, and you listen, you, you listen quietly, you will access a, and if people have trouble with the word divine wisdom, use some other word for you. Sid always said that. If you don't like my words, use your own words. There's some universal wisdom in the universe that the plants know how to grow, the trees know how to grow. We talked earlier about how a baby, two cells come together, a, a sperm and an egg, and a baby, nine months later, there's this, there's this incredible miracle, okay? So there's a, there is a uni, universal intelligence in the universe that I'm gonna call universal mind. And, and that's, why, that's how the plants know how to grow, that's how, how the rocks near the plants, when they get the chemical signals from the plants that they need trace elements, they send the elements. There's an intelligence. The animals, the, 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 our, our whales here in, in the United States from Northwest Canada, they know to go down to the Hawaiian Islands and have their babies. And they come back every year to the same place. They know how to get back. And they all have a different song than they had last year. They all have the same song themselves, but every year it's a different song. Now, we are that same universal mind in a form. Now, again, take, take what makes sense to you. What resonates is true. Don't trust your, your stored information in your brain because our our stored information in our brain is not the enemy, but it's incomplete information. It's whatever we've accrued during this time. So we have, we are guided by that same intelligence. And we, I bet there's not a person on this call that hasn't experienced moments of being guided by that intelligence and listening to it. And, and, and kind of being in awe of how easy something that looked difficult had become. And, and what I'm here to say is that that experience can be much more frequent than, than we think is possible without understanding. I shared a quote yesterday in a webinar I did and it was a quote by Einstein, and if your intellect went, oh my God, Einstein, how am I gonna understand anything from Einstein? Well, relax, because it's three lines and it's very simple. And I suspect it was done in the, I don't know the source yet, I'm gonna find it, shared by a physician on a call the other day. And I suspect he was saying what he does when he runs up against where he doesn't know what to do. Now, for him, it might have been in his research, but it could have been 
in his parenting too. He had children, right? It could have, it could have been anything in life. And here's what he said. And then I'll, then I'll explain a little bit, maybe. I stop thinking, swim in silence, and the truth comes to me. I stop thinking, I swim in silence, and the truth comes to me. Now, when he said, I stop thinking, people say, well, I can't stop thinking. Well, what he's saying is that what he's pointing to is that I stop paying attention to the thoughts that come from my brain. It's a computer. It's going to, it's not an enemy. It's just get, given the best information it has based on my life experience. Yeah. But he said, it, what he says, I stop thinking, I stop listening to that personal thought system. And the reason he does that is because he knows that there's this other, what I'm calling the divine thought system or universal mind, he knows that that other, that other system is trying to communicate with us every moment of our life, just like it does for the whales and the flowers and the trees and, the, and even the rocks. But we get caught up in our personal thinking and we, like I, in the United States, I tell people if that wisdom is a, a flute, brings with, that mind brings wisdom as a flute or a harp, you can't hear it if you've got one of like Michigan's marching football, marching band playing in your head. You can't hear it. And I did that for 41 years. I didn't know we're writing an article that we're hoping gets accepted by the World Health Organization or the World Psychiatric Organization. And I didn't know, we talk about lack of awareness, I didn't know that there was a resource available to me other than my personal thinking. I didn't know that if I allowed my mind to quiet, by how? How do you do that? All you do is the best you can. You, you know that you're off track and you get present in your life with as much love and understanding as you possibly can. And if you know that you're stressed, angry, or scared, it's probably a good idea to limit your behavior to essentials. If your child runs into the street in front of a car, you don't, don't check out what state of mind you're in. You just save your child. But 99.9% .9 of the time, if I'm in a stressed out state of mind and I know that one thought away is peace of mind, then, then I just go to quiet. I, I get present and I know that, that my thinking will shift and I will hear from that other thought system. So I was sharing a story uh, with Sari earlier that we both thought might be helpful. And so I was in Bradenton, Florida in 1985 on the west coast of, on the east, let's see, west coast of, of Florida, Gulf, the Gulf side. And I had just finished a 10, this is 35 years ago, I just finished a 10-month fellowship uh, in the three principles of mind, thought, and consciousness. And those, it's not fancy, folks. You have to have a mind to be able to be alive, when I die, somebody's going to have a, a little white box, or they could, that says Dr. Pettit's brain. But nobody is going to have one that says Dr. Pettit's mind. It's formless. Spiritual is not a scary word. It has nothing to do with religion. It just means that it's formless. It has no form. 
My mind has no form. It's what powers my brain. Okay. Mm -hmm. So mind, thought, consciousness, I'm aware. We couldn't be having this discussion if there wasn't the gift of awareness. That's the second principle. So we've got mind and awareness. And what is the third one? The third one is the power of thought that, that literally at a universal level is what's creating the universe. And, and they say it's getting bigger and bigger and going further. And I don't know where it's going, but the creation is still occurring. But we are then we are creating our experience via these three principles from the inside out every moment of our life. And if we know that, we're less at the mercy of the circumstances that are very real challenges that we're all facing. So let me tell this story. So I was there in Bradenton in setting up psychiatric practice. By the way, I'm retired for about a year and a half now from psychiatric practice. I teach the principles and do courses, like I mentioned, for people all around the world. But, uh, but I was in practice there, and I, evidently th this lady had heard good things, this was about two months after I was there, that people were really uh, getting well that hadn't been well before and stuff. And so she came to me and she had a parenting class, and she wanted me to come and teach the ninth hour of her 10-hour parenting course. She had five weeks, a two-hour, two-hour thing at a certain time in the evening and she wanted me to come for the ninth hour and I said I looked at her program which was about techniques and tell them how to change the kids behavior and I, I said no you don't want me to come and she said why and I said because I'll probably go tell what I'm gonna say is 180 degrees from 300 it's completely different from what you're teaching and and that and I, I don't think that would be she said no no she looked at material that I had and about the three principles and she said no I really want you to come so I said okay but I said remember what I said please right so I go there and there's 13 couples 26 uh, couples with children different ages from very young to teenagers and that and um, so I asked them I said how many of you are willing to answer three questions honestly by hand raising and they all raised their hand. I said, how many of you think that this course has been a wonderful course on parenting? And they all raised their hand. And then I said, how many of you in this last week, despite having eight hours of this wonderful course, um, didn't do the course a number of times with your children more than, I'm not gonna ask you to say how many, but more times than you ever would like to admit, you didn't do the course with your children, you did your habits with your children, whatever they were, uh, and then felt bad about them. And uh, one by one, every 26 heads went down and 26 hands went up because they'd promised to be honest. And I said, it's okay, stay with me, stay with me. How many of you can think to a time, remember a time that you were a parent and you were in a nice feeling? I said, they, are, they can coexist. Some people don't think they can, but I'm suggesting they can coexist being in a nice feeling and being a parent. And, and how many of you can think at a time in that state of mind of being in a state of well-being or a kind of a nicer feeling that your child did something, they got lost in their thinking and, got, and did some behavior that normally you would get upset about, that in that feeling level and accessing this wisdom that I'm talking about, you saw that and you suddenly found yourself saying something or doing something that allowed that child to regain their bearings very quickly. 
and every one of them raised their hand that they'd had this experience. So I said, I let that sit for a little while. And then I said, you know, I'm suggesting to you that uh, healthy parenting and health promoting parenting in children has 0.0 to do with this course. And it has 100% to do with the state of mind that you're parenting from. And so I'm going to suggest to you to be gentle on yourselves, but to continue the journey with Sari to live more and more in that state of mind, that state of peace, the state of well-being, because the parenting that we do, not anything we do is going to be, but including parenting is going to be much more healthy and health promoting than any parenting we do when we're stressed. The other thing is, I, I, I love the saying, the child says to the parent, I can't hear what you're saying, mom or dad. I can't hear what you're saying because the way you are speaks so loudly. And again, I'm not, don't, beating yourself up is not going to raise your mental level of mental well-being. We are, when you come out of the darkness into the light, you can either look back in the darkness and and, and beat yourself up for the things you broke and, and knocked over in the darkness, or you can turn around the other way with gratitude that you've got a little more light and you're heading closer and closer to even more light. So with that, I'm gonna turn it back to Sari and I just uh, know that my, my love is in, uh, you know, I have, I have five children, two with ADHD, um, two were adopted, probably, um, 85% of our parenting went to them, but not because they just, they, they, it was, life was tougher. They'd lost a set of parents from the get-go. Uh, I have 10 grandchildren and one great-grandchild. So this is not my first rodeo, and I wish you all well during this time of incredible uncertainty. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bill. It's brilliant as ever, and I think First of all, I'll share those links that you've shared with me earlier on my page, my social media. Anyone that's on any of my programs or any, just message me and you know that I'll always get back to you and I'll share those links with you um, for you to access. And I think the biggest thing for me to take away from that, Bill, is this, especially at the moment, is that our mental well-being can absolutely coexist with parenting. And I think we need to remember that this week. With parenting with P, P squared, with parenting in, in a pandemic. It, Absolutely. It, oh. Even in parenting in a pandemic. Right, yeah. right. Coexist with mental well-being. So thank you so, so much, Bill. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Take Bye. care.